Hi, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast today. These podcasts are brought to you in part by our sponsors, who really truly are what make these podcasts possible every week. O'Fallon Nutrition is a company that I've worked with for over 15 years. They're independently owned and operated, located here in O'Fallon, Missouri, right off of Highway K and Mexico Road. I call this place the Whole Foods of St. Charles County, but even if you are not located on this side of the river, it is still worth the drive. I can remember working all the way down at Powerhouse and still sending people out to O'Fallon Nutrition for their supplements. They are more than a supplement company. You can get grass-fed beef, salad dressing, seasoning for your cooking, uh, hair care products, makeup, uh, deodorant, toothpaste, uh, essential oils, and all the vitamins and minerals that you can think of. If you're looking for clean, whole food nutrition, as well as home care, house care, skin care products, O'Fallon Nutrition is your place. You can take a look at them at O'FallonNutrition.com. Or if you'd like to have something shipped, if you're listening to me from outside of St. Louis, you can certainly have items shipped. I know they do free shipping if it's an order over $50. And the phone number is 636-240-5283. Again, it's O'FallonNutrition.com. As well as if um, preparing your food on a weekly basis is your primary excuse for why you're not able to stay on a good clean eating program, which is something that I hear very regularly from my clients, I would ask you to please take the time to check out Pure Plates. It's pureplatesstl.com. They are a phenomenal place. We get our food from there during the week. They deliver to our integrity location. They will deliver to your house. Uh, They also uh, are just available for pickup. You can go to their Chesterfield location or their Kirkwood location and just pick up meals for the day as well as um, just having them delivered right to your door. So if preparing your food is your main excuse for why you cannot stay on a healthy eating program, then I would suggest just stop by Pure Plates. Just try it. If you're trying to lower your blood pressure, you're trying to lower your cholesterol, you're trying to get your blood sugar down, try to do Pure Plates meals for a week and just see how different you feel. These are organic meals. They are gluten-free. If you need them to be, they can be dairy-free. They are soy-free. You're not taking any processed sugars or meat curing agents or preservatives. They really truly believe in nutrient dense meals that are just whole food nutrition. And I've had my clients or I've made recommendations for my clients for years at Pure Plates. It's pureplatesstl.com or you can call them to ask questions at 636-778-3555. Again, remembering that they have a location in Chesterfield as well as in Kirkwood that you can just run by and pick up a meal today. Everyone always asks me where I get my meat from, and given that I really eat meat on a daily basis, um, typically beef primarily, uh, my meat is very important to me. I have an autoimmune condition, and I want grain-free, corn-free meat, and I just haven't found the confidence in stores in knowing that I'm getting 100% grass-fed, grass-finished beef. And I have searched and searched and searched for the right farm, and I have found the farm. It's fedfromthefarm.com, fed, F-E-D, from the farm.com. These 
farmers are amazing. It's a it's it's a family. They're they're here in Missouri and they have the desire just like I do to see people well and to see people healthy and they put a lot into what they do. It's such a wonderful family to support. They do uh, offer 100% grass finished, grass fed, meaning that's it. Uh, a beef and I get my ribeyes, I get uh, you know my ground beef, my ground sirloin, I get my chuck roast. I mean, they basically have everything. They even have awesome jerky, but they also have eggs. They have chickens and they have turkey. I'm planning on getting a turkey uh, for Thanksgiving. And if you'd like lamb, they have that as well. Uh, But if you are in need of good quality grass-fed, grass-finished beef or quality eggs, chicken, turkey, uh, don't don't just settle for what you're getting at the local store. to go out on the internet and check out Fed from the Farm, uh, that you can arrange a pickup or you can have it delivered to your for, for to your home, and I can guarantee you you're going to taste the difference. Uh, for me, it my health actually depends on it, so I really thank God to have found such a great farmer. FedFromTheFarm.com. I hope it blesses you. Welcome to Faith, Fuel, and Fitness, the Integrity Way, with your hosts, John and Debbie Morris from Integrity Training Systems. Good afternoon, everybody. John Morris with Integrity Training Systems here with my lovely wife, Debbie Morris. We're going to talk a little bit today in this first segment about how it's probably going to get worse before it gets better when it comes to health. You know, Debbie, don't grin at me because of my outfit. Okay, I'm trying to have a serious conversation here right now, and I feel like you're not taking me serious. Um, so, what we want to talk? He's wearing a wig. I'm, okay. Yes. Well, what I want like to talk to Fabio wig. <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm yeah. definitely staring at you. <laughs> so what I want to talk about is. A lot of times we'll get clients that'll come to us and they'll be in a bad way. I mean, if a client has decided that they want to get healthy, they want to get well, they want to get fit, and they're coming from a state that's made them realize that they don't feel good, then they obviously want to feel better and they've got some things going on. But unfortunately, sometimes there's this misconception that the second they start eating clean and the second they start doing cardio and the second they start exercising, that they're immediately going to feel 100% better. And that's not always the case. In fact, most times it's not. Occasionally you'll get people that within 24 to 48 hours are like, man, I feel amazing. This is you know awesome. I'm so glad to have this change. But most times there's a bottom out effect that happens before you get to go back to, to being well. And what I try to get people to understand is you came to us because you weren't feeling good. So if you're feeling 50% as well as you're capable of feeling, okay, you got to be willing to drop to maybe feeling 20 to 30% for a little bit so that you can get your 90 to 100% back. You got to you got to get that that quality of life you deserve back, but it might take a dip and that might be a few weeks to a month. Right. I think there's a lot of variables that would cause a person to feel worse instead of better, just so that people can kind of understand. Um, The first factor would be, I guess, just what we would like to call detoxification, just just the general term, you know, gets used for so many different variables. But the reality is, is that there are certain foods that are set up to actually provide your body with critical health 
uh, components and so many people are not eating those foods uh, you know like my husband being one of them he's just now starting to eat certain vegetables uh, we have a good friend dr. Bishima Williams she was on the show a couple weeks ago and it, I mean she basically just kind of looked at John when she met him one night for dinner it was like the first time she met him and she was just like John I don't know what to tell you, but you have to start eating vegetables. I mean, she and, and I she said, wasn't even his doctor. And I listened, and I very intellectually said, no. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, no. I mean, she wasn't even his doctor, but she was just trying to say, genuine you know, there are components to these foods that actually fight disease. And then there are components to these other foods that actually create disease. And, yes, okay, every now and again you're going to have a pizza, and every now and again you're going to grab some fried chicken and of course you're going to grab a brownie and a piece of birthday cake but if that becomes your regular habit the only thing you're doing is bringing in the foods that are creating disease and none of these foods over here that got actually created and made and, and intended for you to have to fight disease are being taken in so these foods when you start bringing those foods in maybe maybe it's greens or maybe it's polyphenols that come um, very specifically from different fruits Roots, or maybe it's the the high vitamin C content in different foods and the way that it can actually fight free radicals in your system they all have properties that healing in the body this is actually a great thing however it's sometimes a painful thing right. and we we have to be aware of what's happening so that as our energy starts to down regulate we can say to ourselves okay where's my water am i getting enough water in am i making sure that i'm watching the clock and i'm for sure eating every three hours am i getting enough rest you know am i actually stretching and making my body less acidic am i making sure that i'm breathing that i'm taking deep breaths throughout the day am i hyper stressed all during this detoxification period if all of those things are working against you it's going to be even harder on you but you have to understand that because you've made that shift and you've moved over to these foods those foods are actually doing again what god intended for them to do they're starting to try to create a healing pattern in your body which means that all of those years all the years of eating all the foods that are creating disease that disease is starting to try to make its way out of your system. How does it make it way out of your system? Well, it uses your lymphatic system to get out of your system. It uses your digestive tract to get out of your system. So a couple things that really need to be important is that you're going to the bathroom every day. If you don't drink water, you're not gonna go to the bathroom every day. If you don't go to the bathroom every day, you are never going to release toxins from your body and you're just gonna continue to feel toxic. I mean just literally on a regular basis and i don't believe in scaring people into doing something but i do think there's validity in understanding a real uh a real situation that you should take into account and for me something that stands out that i've had clients that have responded well to is sometimes you're actually killing something off in your body so when you talk about this detoxification process, sure, maybe you're talking about talking your your toxin. <laughs> toxin about maybe, maybe yeah. you're talking maybe you're toxin maybe you're yeah. talking about actually having some toxins inside of your body that you're just flushing, but you might actually be talking about having like a bacteria overgrowth or a parasite or something that's actually living 
inside of your body that should not be there. Right. And it's dying. And so it's like, hang on a second. Like, now it's going to get, like, we can get sci-fi and weird and, and think in our mind, like, it's like I got an alien inside of me that I got a flesh. But, like, this is real. Like, there's something living in you that's not supposed to be there. It is dying. And it's symbiotically become a part of you. It's going to send signals and it's going to release things that make you not feel well because it wants to be fed. That is the second thing that I said that I think that you would be looking for or in terms of expecting uh, to not feel well. And the second thing would be your gut health. So you're 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 probably walking into the situation with kind of a maybe not the healthiest of gut environments, right? Right. And so what will happen is is as you go through a process of eliminating a lot of different foods and balance, rebalancing your foods, we actually stop feeding that bad bacteria. We stop feeding the parasites. We stop feeding the fungus. Even even you know candida and mold that is is overgrown. We stop feeding it when we stop taking in sugar and we stop over consuming on carbohydrates or anything that converts to sugar quickly. Okay, great. That's wonderful that we stop feeding it. That's yes. exactly what we want to do but what's going to happen is is you're going to feel down regulated from that you in fact will feel like you probably just took on a virus uh, like mono you know like one of those things where you don't have a runny nose you're not having a sore throat you're not coughing but you feel like you got hit by a truck or you feel like when is the virus going to start because i'm taking it on but i haven't gotten any of the symptoms yet that's what it's going to feel like as you're as those things are dying off almost like you have uh, contracted a chronic fatigue virus yes. okay this is a real situation and sometimes it's appropriate to actually take some herbs or some supplements gosh even sometimes medications make sense you know that's why someone like dr williams uh you know that she's wonderful because she'll do a stool test maybe put a person on an antifungal maybe she'll put a person you know on a uh an actual uh antibiotic to kill the infection that's inside the body but when you start to feel that down regulation, another thing that's going to come from that die off is going to be hunger. It's going to be cravings. Right. And that's what John is talking about. You know, you are going to desire after what it takes to refeed and keep alive that bad bacteria, that uh, fungus, that parasite. And at the end of the day, that is sugar, that is fruit. Uh, I mean, it, it's going to be any type of starch. And what's kind of sad and scary at the same time is, you know, it's kind of more recently prevalent that we're understanding these kinds of things so the foods that we always go to when we are unwell are most times those foods you know it's it's crackers and you know soup which the soup could be fine but not if it's completely noodle laden you Mm -hmm. know and it's like that's the stuff that we go to and it makes us feel quote-unquote better but like if you're dealing with this actual type of symptom that's coming from this specific situation, you're only going to make yourself have to go through another relapse. Right. You're going to have to get, you might feel better. There's going to be an instant gratification, feel good. Then when you go to get healthy again, another down regulation, it's just going to be a cycle that you have to, you have to push through. So then, it, you know, the other thing that I think you want to look for, you know, when you're starting is blood sugar and the impacts of the blood sugar. And I want to talk about that more in the next segment. 
So you can understand, you know, if you're about to embark on a health journey, you want someone that's going to explain all this and be candid about it. I'm very candid about this in a, in a first meeting with a client. I very specifically tell them exactly how I anticipate that they could feel. And I try to prepare them and help them to know what they can do to make the impact of that just a little less painful. For more information on a six-month nu- nutrition program with us at Integrity Training Systems or for our six-month nutrition Nutrition Masterclass, which the signups start tomorrow. Uh, you can take a look at us at IntegrityTrainingSystems.com or give us a call for a free personal fitness assessment at 636-299-2208. Welcome back, everybody. John and Debbie Morris with Integrity Training Systems here talking about getting healthy, getting well, and where you're starting and where you want to be and how sometimes there's a valley before the peak. Right. And we were talking right before we went to break that one thing you have to keep your eye on is your blood sugar and blood sugar regulation. And I know with my experience, my experience is a little bit different than the uh, scientific data that Debbie's about to give you that is way too intellectual for me. But my experience with blood sugar is that it can cause you to really not act like yourself. You know, I can have blood sugar situations where I feel like I'm more irritable when my blood sugar's off. You never, know, I you never have those. Well, I just don't show you. <laughs> I am so sweet yes. that you don't know that that's occurring All inside of me. I feel yes. like right now on air, <laughs> you're putting me on blast. And speaking of toxicity, do you feel under attack? I do. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that this is a toxicity that you need to get out right now out of your body. You need to detoxify. I just released it. What you did, and now it's in me. So thank you for that. You know, um, but when when I don't feel well, I'm able to acknowledge, like, I can actually even go eat, alter my blood sugar, and alter my mood sometimes. And I'm pretty sensitive to that just with my uh, psychological situation, bipolarism, and then, you know, brain trauma that I've had. Uh, I am able to change my mood without necessarily having to pop a medication. And I just want to give a quick another example of this before we have you explain some of the science of this, Deb, is I was also in law enforcement for a long time, and I got a call at one point of an 18-wheeler driver that had crossed over a center median back over on the other side of the highway and then back in the center median where his 18-wheeler came to rest. And when I showed up to figure out why the incident had occurred and what had happened, he got out and charged me with his arms falling over his head, and he's going, bah! like yelling, you know, and bah! charging me. And I'm like, okay, you know, what is this guy doing? That would have been way cooler with my mullet on uh-huh. if I had done yeah. that like that. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I had to take my mullet off, guys, if you're watching, because that thing was driving into the dome. Yeah, it's um, Halloween, so he's, he's so, wearing a mullet. Yeah, if you're not watching, mm-hmm. it's not as weird as it sounds. So um, anyway, this guy's charging me, and I I drew my pistol on him. I didn't know what he was doing. I'm like, get on the ground, get on the. I'm like, this guy's nuts. Like, what is he doing? So as he's approaching me, I realize, okay, I don't think I'm gonna need my pistol to handle this guy. He's a little bit older. He's smaller than me. I went ahead and holstered my pistol, and as he got up to me, I grabbed a hold of him, picked him up in the air, and, and slammed him on the ground. I started to call for backup on my radio, and he jumped up and took off running back to his truck. So I'm like, shoot, this guy's probably going to get a gun out of his truck or something and try to kill me. So I'm chasing him all the way back to the truck where he dives into the back of this 18-wheeler. And the second he hits in there, he's... He's just snoring. And I'm like, show me your hands. He's like Superman dove into his truck. (laughs) Show me your hands. He's just snoring. 
And so I'm like, uh, dispatch, you know, you can downregulate units. He's out, you know. And long-windedly, the point of the story I'm telling you is he was a, is it type 1 that's the worst type of diabetic? Mm -hmm. He was a type 1 diabetic. Uh, dealt with it his whole life. He was in his 60s. And as we started to inspect the truck waiting for paramedics to get there, we were able to find his kit. He had been driving. He had had a long day, got behind on his snacks, and realized, oh, shoot, I'm losing it. My point in telling you the story is he actually blacked out, but not until after he tried to fight the police and wrecked a vehicle. Blood mm -hmm. sugar is some serious stuff, right. and you may deal with a, a down regulation or even an uptick of that while getting well in that initial phase. Well, it, I think the thing to understand is that you are going to go from one pattern of blood sugar to yeah. a completely different pattern yeah, of blood sugar. regardless of where that number is. And so there are a lot of people that will want to go from eating ho-hos and literally peanut butter sandwiches every day to chicken and green beans. to keto yeah oh yeah you know i mean like that's that's not a great idea it's a good idea to go from that to you know a couple steps down and then three more steps down right and then three more steps and then two steps into keto right you know your body will really thank you if you take that approach there's if you a, take the other approach it's gonna be like someone hits you with a baseball bat there's just a difference between going all in and then going crazy you know you go all in saying i'm gonna give this everything i got i'm gonna eat what i'm supposed to eat i'm gonna work with the person that's working with me and i'm not gonna cheat that's different than i'm going to eat nothing but chicken in ketosis uh, for a year and it's like well I mean what happens after the year right you know and what's going to happen during that transition which is what we're talking about well I can remember even having you know over the years I've had multiple clients with epilepsy and I've actually been hired to help them with a, a ketogenic diet I don't even put them straight from what they're doing Correct. straight into ketosis. Goal. It's a phasing. You know, I put them on an anti-inflammatory diet. Then I, you know, then I, I start to slowly back down on the carbs. But if someone is on a high starch diet and they typically take in, you know, two to three servings of starch every day of their life and you just completely remove the starch, it can really be a tough first couple of days. Now, it's not to say that that can't be done it can by all means be done but sure. you have to understand what to expect through that process and it really is going to feel like you have the flu and I, I mean also it, very much so you have to understand where you're starting right i mean you might start someone who comes to you right out of the gate on a ketogenic style uh, nutrition program but you're you're actually acknowledging where they're at in that moment too they may be in that center step that the other person's like, now, wait a minute, that's what I want to do. Why didn't you start me there? It's like, well, you're actually still five steps behind them before you walked in the door. Right, exactly. And you have to know where you are. And I personally, in working with people one-on-one, -on -one, I don't use a ketogenic diet on right. many people. I usually use a Mediterranean right. style of eating. But my example is just a the lot extremes. of times people doing it on their own will try to go from this extreme to that extreme. Not recognizing that what you're trying to do is set your body up to become more fat adapted. And even on a Mediterranean-based diet, I'm trying to set people up to become more fat adapted because I don't want their body to be chronically running off of insulin, always looking for that next log of insulin that gets put on the fire. And that's the only way they're going to have more energy is if they throw more carbs at the fire. You know, I think that there are some people that do really well on that and feel great 
living that way. And then I think there are some people that feel very slowed down, very sluggish, and they have highs and lows all throughout the day. And it ultimately ends up impacting their adrenals and it ends up impacting their hormones as a whole. So I think what what I'm saying is that third thing to look for and expect is to have your blood sugar be a little bit off. You know, it's going to take about two weeks to really get it into a pattern where you actually start to feel like, okay, I'm pretty regulated. My hunger is actually starting to be at bay. Things are starting to be very consistent. Um, I'm, I'm My body's telling me naturally when it's time to eat, but I'm not feeling that feeling all throughout the day like I need to eat nonstop. I'm also actually hungry. It's not always good to never be hungry either. So the body is trying to tell you, okay, it's ready for nourishment. It needs nourishment. Whatever you brought in, you actually feel satisfied from. That is what we help you do at Integrity. With the six-month nutrition program, I tell you exactly what to eat, where to buy it from, how to prepare it, what to order when you eat out, what to do when you travel, what you should be drinking, and any vitamins and minerals you should be taking. It is all figured out for you, no questions asked. And on top of that, I do a six-month nutrition master's program that is teaching you how to cook. It is teaching you the details of nutrition, exercise, We will equip you to feel your very best. For more information, give us a call at 636-299-2208 or take a look at us at integritytrainingsystems.com. everybody welcome back john and debbie morris with integrity training systems if you weren't with us in the last segment we're talking a lot about the feeling bad that can happen when you're first starting to try to feel good you try to change your life get healthy get well you're tired of dealing with the situation you're dealing with and all of a sudden find yourself feeling worse wor- worth man i tell you what worthy. i'm, I'm not on my a game today. it was that that wig that was wig pinching off it. the yes. circulation of my yes. brain cap yeah so um you know, you, you may end up feeling worse as you're transitioning and changing. We were talking a little bit about the physiological effects of that. And then I mentioned how it affects me psychologically uh, being bipolar. And then I mentioned how a type 1 diabetic was affected psychologically, which he didn't even remember that incident, by the way, that the story I told. But Deb, talk to us a little bit about the psychology of that, like the, the, the reason that we get messed up with our blood sugar and how it can affect our brain. Well, ultimately, one thing you want to think about is that your nutrients on your plate are building your neurotransmitter levels. And obviously, your gut environment is as well, because I mean, the majority of your neurotransmitters live in your gut. So if your gut environment is off and your balance of your nutrients is off, so you do a really good job of having you know, noodles, but you do a horrible job of having meat and having good fat on the noodles, you're going to be in a position to where you're going to create a higher level of one neurotransmitter and not as high of a level of the other. So if a person's walking around with more serotonin and not enough dopamine or more dopamine and not enough serotonin, they're going to end up with symptoms. And the symptoms might be anxiety, it might be depression, it might be attention deficit. It's hard to say what they might feel. And they may shift from one to the other and back to the other and then back to the other and just go back and forth. Well, when a person first starts to change their food, we take them from one in, in, in way that their brain was, was leveled uh, or kind of out of level, and then we start to try to level it out. 
to the extent that if a person had an anti-anxiety or an antidepressant that they were taking, yes. we'd have to warn them in that first session that there is a really good chance within a two-week period of time that they might have to speak to the doctor about a reduction of that medication because when they started taking that medication, they started taking the medication because they were off. The serotonin was higher than the dopamine or vice versa. And so now the food is gonna try to get everything to balance and to level out. But the unfortunate thing is, is that the medication's gonna keep it going. Correct. And so now it's gonna actually go to a direction that it shouldn't go because it's trying to fix something that actually doesn't necessarily need to be fixed at the level at which it used to need to be fixed right maybe you still need medication okay but you might not need near as much or you may not need any at all well you may even need a different medication sure and i think the thing that i try to explain to people is i always tell people you have a baseline when you're walking around every day you are at your current baseline and that baseline is neurologically physiologically and just chemically how you're feeling um that baseline is determined by what you eat, how much sleep you get, what kind of medication you're taking, etc. Well, when a doctor medicates you, they're medicating you based off of the symptoms you're having at that baseline. And that baseline could be being set by Skittles and Mountain Dew and energy drinks and McDonald's. And if that's all set, if that's all in your system, when that's removed, you, you basically are removing a medication because yes. the chemicals that are occurring inside of the things I just mentioned are medicated. You You may not believe that, but they are. And that's coming from someone with bipolarism who can speak very clearly on that. And what I'm going to tell you is that baseline is where you should be medicated. When you get yourself as healthy as you can by trying to sleep as best you can, watching your stress levels, you know, uh, ensuring that you're eating as clean as you possibly can, removing as much caffeine as possible, watching all the chemistry that you're bringing in in the form of candy or whatever it is you're consuming, you get that baseline in check, then you find out if you need medication and if you do what medication that is. You know, but so many people, they're not, they don't actually know what their baseline looks like. Sure, and that's the, the thing I guess I want to help a person understand is that as you change and you start to remove all of the bad, yes. okay, you will think I should be feeling better, but you might actually feel worse. Yes. Because even your brain is going to go through the detox. I mean, even the swelling and the inflammation in your brain is going to actually reduce. And there's just going to be some time where you just might be a little bit more emotional. You may find yourself just feeling really down for a couple of days. And then you may find yourself feeling super anxious for a couple of days. You might find yourself feeling super flighty where you just can't really get your focus no matter how hard you try. And you're thinking to yourself, why did I start this plan? Like this is, this is actually making me worse instead of better. But you've got to give it some time. That's where it gets sideways. And that's what we're trying to talk you through is you have to trust the process. Now, obviously, you want to work with someone qualified. If you're not working with us, do your homework. But you trust the process because it is a process. It's not an overnight success story. And I remember we had a client that you worked with, um, and she was a very upbeat, high-speed, high-octane person. And she took medication, um, I believe, for anxiety uh, because she stayed that high. Yes, anxiety. And you told her, like, wow, that is an extremely high dosage of that. I just want you to be prepared, and you may want to have a conversation with your doctor because I'm not touching that. But... 
when we get you on this meal plan based off of all this stuff you're consuming you're probably going to experience some pretty deep depression and she laughed she was like oh my gosh i've never been depressed a moment in my life i've never had a low I don't, i'm always just anxious or panicky or well, long-windedly within a week she was calling debbie crying couldn't get out of bed with like crippling paralyzing depression and when she called her doctor, her doctor unfortunately couldn't get her in to see her, so her doctor's advice was go back to eating the way you were eating and then Until I can see Until you. I can see you, which was like five weeks. And so she's like, Well, I don't want to go back to eating the way I'm eating because it kinda of just proved to me that it's not okay. Right. You know, and she, without our our guidance, she decided to reduce her medication slightly, continue to eat appropriately until she could meet the doctor. And the doctor eventually took her completely off the medication. Like she didn't need it at all. She went from medication. taking an insanely high dosage of anxiety medication to taking nothing. Right. And it was dramatic. It was within a week, you know, that that it changed. Now, that's not usually the case. Usually it's about a two week period of time or three week period of time. You may need a a slight reduction. And then it's like two to three months. It's kind of one of those things where a person's saying, you know, I I don't know, I, I, I. I don't think I need this anymore. I, I, I actually am not feeling any of the feelings I used to feel, but I do feel like there's a sensation that maybe I'm getting a little dulled out throughout the day or, you know, maybe like I'm just kind of getting a little flat on some things. And that's just that medication coming in, doing something that it really doesn't need to do anymore. Right. You know, and unfortunately, when you go to the doctor and you say, I have this symptom and that symptom. Now, I am not gonna put every doctor in this group, but I'm just saying in generalization, in 22 years of meeting with people, this is what has happened, okay? you doctor i'm feeling this feeling and i'm feeling that feeling okay here's your pill okay really why why is that pill why do i get that pill because i tell you that i'm i'm feeling anxious on my drive to work every day and then i tell you that in the afternoon i start to get so down that i can barely stay at work and i feel like i'm going to cry every day why am I getting that pill? Tell me, is it because you think with those two symptoms that I have low serotonin or you think I have high serotonin? Tell me, how do you know that just by my two things that I told you I'm experiencing? You haven't checked my saliva. You haven't checked my urine. You haven't checked my blood. Why are you putting me on this medication that can completely alter my brain and my life? And what if it's not the right one? Well, and something that I what always say. What if I say, don't have low or high <laughs> serotonin? What if it's my dopamine? Like, what if it's something totally different? Something I always say about medication is that medication is like a Band-Aid. And people are like, oh, no, you know, that medication's needed. Well, so are Band-Aids. Like, there's a time to apply a Band-Aid to a wound, okay, uh, and triage it. And then there's a time to no longer need the Band-Aid. But sometimes you can slap a Band-Aid where it doesn't need to be as well. And left, you can do some harm with that. Right. You know, so you just have to watch. Like, when you're taking something, what are you taking it for? Ask. You know, your doctor is an intelligent person. They should be able to explain to you why they're putting on that medication. And how are you determining that it's needed? And how are you determining that it's needed? Shouldn't you run a test? Because the second you start a medication... 
if your all of those other elements are out of place, like we were discussing, your uh, food is off, your drink is off, your sleep is off, your exercise is off. The second you start a medication, you've added another variable to the mix that's going to have to be unwound to make sure that we do get you to a place where you're actually feeling well. Well, and the thing is, is okay, so we're starting this medication. There's been no testing done whatsoever. Here's what I'm wondering. When you approach the doctor, did the doctor, you know, why are we not saying, okay, what did you have for breakfast that day when you started feeling anxious on your drive to work? Uh, a pancake that I pop in a toaster. What do you put on the pancake? Butter and maple syrup. Okay. Yeah. Well, there's the go, reason that go. you're feeling anxious. Go on. And you have an, a, a, an espresso, uh, you know, All right. you have All right. a double, you know, cappuccino. Yes. It has sugar in it. Was that where the with pan, more dairy. Were there six pancakes? Right, exactly. Yes. So, okay, all of a sudden, you're having a panic attack on your way to work. Well, I bet if we put a blood sugar monitor on your arm, yeah, probably, we'd have a pretty good feeling yeah. of why you're getting that anxiety attack. And then in the afternoon, you're starting to feel super depressed. Well, that's because you tried to have lunch. You probably tried to do something maybe a little bit healthy, or you just did something ridiculously unhealthy. And at the end of the day, it unfortunately didn't get you out of the hole that that blood sugar dump from right. the spike put you in. So now you're now you're super kind of down and flat and sad and don't want to do anything, unmotivated, can't get anywhere. Okay, let's talk about what you had for lunch then. But that's never a question. It's never, you know, it's, it's never considered. So when we really help someone change their food, those are the things that we're taking into consideration. We're saying, what did you have for breakfast? That's what we're going to try to how, well, figure out just, how and why you're anxious in the morning. I just had a conversation with a friend of mine about this, trying to work him through some situations with things that he's dealing with. He just cleaned his food up. He, he goes through waves of being perfectly on and then partially on. You know, I say partially on because he never really, like, gets off. He just goes to once a week, twice a week having pizza or something like that. Uh, but then the rest of the meals around that eating clean. And I tried to explain to him, like, that's still enough to have to detox. Like, you're still going to put yourself in a position where your brain could have to detox that. Case in point, I eat flawlessly. I mean, I've been eating salmon. I've been eating beef. I've been eating vegetables. And then I have our baked goods. Our baked goods are clean. They're full of ingredients that are not high sugar. And we've proven them through blood sugar testing that they don't spike the insulin. However, we do have one that is a little bit higher, more of a treat. We tell people it's literally advertised not as meal replacement like the others. It's a treat. And I had a few cubes of that while we were recently in Florida on vacation. And the next day, I was a walking panic attack. I couldn't figure it out. It was freaking me out. I'm like, am I going to have to change my medication? What's going on? I've been doing so good for months. Like, what, what the heck? And then it just hit. It just registered. You had a couple cubes of that. And it took me a day of eating my clean food to get that back. So I am more sensitive than your average person. But I guess my point is, if you're walking around telling yourself that it's not causing that to happen, food can't alter my mindset that much, yeah. We can help you with this with our six-month nutrition program or our six-month nutrition master's program. Please take a look at us at IntegrityTrainingSystems.com or give us a call at 636-299-2208.
Welcome back, everybody. Good afternoon. John and Debbie Morris with Integrity Training Systems here. Hope you've been listening to the show up till now. If you have not, quick recap. We've just been talking a little bit about how you may not feel great before you get to feel great once you're trying to change your health and wellness. You may change your food. You may change your exercise and go through a little bit of a lull. And I think something that's important is recognizing that it's not a one-time lull. So if you get yourself a little off, you have an off day or an off week or an off month or maybe an off year, you know, you kind of get away from your health. When you go to get healthy again, you could have to go through that volley again. You, In fact, you're probably going to have to. And a lot of times I find that that's discouraging to people, not necessarily that volley, but it's just like, well, I've been off for like a week now or a month now. I'm, I'm going to get started on Monday. And then we don't get started on Monday. So I guess what I want to tell you is the Nike slogan, just do it. I mean, it took me years to figure that out, and I feel like such an idiot for not getting it. But they're saying just do it because that's what you have to do. You just get back on the wagon. If you had one meal you shouldn't have had, you messed something up, then the next meal is the right meal. You know, if you have one planned thing that you shouldn't have had, you had birthday cake or something like that, then the next meal is the right meal. If you've had a, a, a surgery and some crazy life events and you've been out for two months, then you just start back up. And we were at church this weekend. We were actually talking to a friend of ours there, and he was talking about how he went through the Dave Ramsey program and actually uh, was highly successful, got himself in a financially free situation, you know, really loved it. And he said every once in a while he puts Dave in the closet because he'll go get a, uh, a loan, loan for a new car or, or something, something like that. Yeah. And then he'll start like all of a sudden then it's like, well, I need a credit card and I want this and I want this. And then he's like, oh, okay, I better let Dave out of the closet. And so we decided that it's pretty easy to also put Debbie in the pantry. You know, sometimes you lock her in there so that you can eat the as he put it bag of Doritos that's out there in front of you and we like to joke around because I feel like life can be too serious but at the at the root of this the seriousness is that sometimes we do that I mean sometimes in life we get to a position where we find that it becomes a roller coaster roller a roller coaster I really can't talk today <laughs> a roller coaster with our health and the trick is don't let a roller coaster turn into a stall at the bottom of a loop. You get to determine that. Life is always going to have peaks and valleys, ebbs and flows, ups and downs, but you get to actually keep pushing yourself to be better. And the, the trick is just to be better tomorrow than you were today. You might not be better tomorrow than you were a year ago, but you have to make yourself better the next day. And if you're not willing to do that, then you kind of set yourself up for this perpetual cycle of failure and not feeling well. And, and I just don't believe that that's what God intended for us to feel like. I don't believe he meant for us to live in that type of cycle. Yeah, I um, I was reading, we, we, used a po- we used this in one of our posts uh, this past month, and it's Hebrews 12.1. And the part of Hebrews 12.1 um, that I really like is where it says, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Uh, God really does not want us to be bogged down with the cares of this world. Um, and, and that's the concept of it is just, you know, let us run this race with patience, this race that God has set before us. Let us run it with patience. Let us set, let us lay aside every weight. 
Let's not get overcome by evil. Let's not get overcome by the food and the concept of what it takes to stay focused on your food. Let's not get bogged down by the cares of this world and get ourselves so far out of track that we can't get ourselves equipped and brought back in. Yes, the holidays may come and you may choose to have some things. Yes, you may have a bad circumstance and you may feed you know, your, uh, your hurt or your pain with food, but overcome that. Recognize that it's inappropriate. Recognize that your faith is what you should be feeding yourself in those circumstances, not food recognize that when you are in fear you need to get in faith not in food okay so lay it aside okay and be strong in the lord you know equip your equip yourself from what you know equip yourself to be able to endure these types of circumstances Part of the equipping is learning what to eat every single day to have a balanced brain, to have a balanced blood sugar. This is all part of the equipping and then actually doing it. Like Nike said, just get up and do it. And like Jocko Willink said, you don't feel like doing it, who cares? Do it anyways. You know, discipline equals freedom. There's freedom in remaining discipline, discipline in the the mind and the spirit and discipline in your actions. And I want to make a point if you're listening to, to to tell you that if your if your first instinct is to not want to do something, if your first instinct is to not be motivated, if your first instinct is to be lazy, if your first instinct is, well, I'm kind of hurting or I'm kind of low or I'm kind of whatever today, so I shouldn't do it. You're not a failure. You're actually normal. You're human. I mean, that's that's most of us. And I, I, I don't want to beat the horse of people like David Goggins to death, but, you know, David Goggins, he talks about how he sits and stares at his shoes before he goes out and does his runs. I mean, this is like one of the most quote-unquote motivating dudes in the world, right? Everybody looks to him for motivation. Who's he look to? He's staring at his shoes, saying, I don't want to do this, but I'm going to get up and do it. And so many times I find that clients beat themselves up over not being able to uh, get their mindset to always be positive. Today, I was at jujitsu. I love jujitsu. And I walked into jujitsu and I had a little tweak in the left side of my low back. And I'm like, oh man, my back's kind of tweaked a little bit today and I'm kind of tired. And, you know, I'm just going to tell my partner, like, let's go easy today because I don't want to get hurt. And then I sat there and I'm like, no, like I'm not hurt. My back's going to be a little tweaked because I've got a bad back. Like it's not at risk here. If it was at risk, yes, be careful, be safe. But I was getting, I was making excuses. So I walked out, I didn't say anything and we went hard. And guess what? I had a great hour of training. And so don't limit yourself in the life that you could have by believing that you're not capable of doing something and letting yourself sit in that defeat thinking, well, if I was more motivated, or if I was more like them, I would do it. They're not motivated either. Discipline is what gets up, gets stuff done. Motivation is great, but it's fleeting. I always tell people, I'm like, use motivation when it's there because it's a feel-good sensation. I love motivation. But it's the discipline that gets the work done. Um, it's just like love. You know, we've talked about this with marriage before, you know, and on our show where, you know, love is fantastic. I love Debbie to death. You know, Debbie is the most amazing person I've ever met in my life. But that love is not what's going to keep our marriage together. What keeps 
keeps our marriage together is the work that we put into being agreeable and getting through situations and circumstances and understanding where one another are coming from. Your fitness journey is no different. You have to come to a place with yourself where you will enjoy the motivation when it's there, but not rely on it and instead build disciplines that are going to get the work done. And I feel like your your health you know, will bring hope in all areas of your life. So if you continually fight for your health, you will always have hope for a brighter and better day. Always. Every commitment, every decision you make that you put forth time and effort and money into your health, you you're going to reap what you sow in that you know yes some doctors might be more effective than others some plans might be more effective than others but there's always wisdom in every meeting you always gain uh, more perspective from each experience you know the the god of the mountain is is also the god of the valley so when things go wrong he'll make them right but when things are great we can praise him but at the end of the day he's with you in the valley and he's with you on the mountaintop and you want to do it to bring glory to him because your body is truly been it given to you in order for you to honor and respect him and to really truly fulfill the call and purpose that he has for your life. So if you're not taking care of your health, you really need to make a decision today that you want to make that commitment. And we would love to help you with That's what that. We do. That is what we do. We have a six month nutrition program. We we will work with you one on one for that program. We also have a six month online master's nutrition program. You do not meet in person, but you can meet every week for our cooking sessions and for our nutrition sessions and for our exercise sessions and for our discipline and spirit talks. That program starts the first week of January and signups start as of November 1st. And you can get signed up on IntegrityTrainingSystems.com or to get information on a six-month one-on-one nutrition program with us, you can call us at 636-299-2208. You can also meet with a personal trainer for a free personal fitness assessment to identify any imbalances that you have and to teach you how to stretch, how to foam roll, and just overall how to become less acidic give us a call we would love to help you there is an opportunity to turn things around but stay focused and stay committed god bless you Debbie. I'm a mom, nutrition coach, and my husband and I own a gym. I'm also a baker. I bake healthy cookies, brownies, and muffins that are high in protein and low in sugar. And yes, they are gluten-free and dairy-free. Our daughter, Sophie, is our greatest inspiration, so we decided to name all of our baked goods after her. The idea for Sophie's cookies, brownies, and muffins came out of a real need to provide our daughter with a healthy snack. These healthy snacks make her more alert, balanced, and overall more joyful. We know that our baked goods are a better way to snack 
and we want everyone to experience it. If you like snacking, then you will love our baked goods. Sophie's cookies, brownies, and muffins are for all ages. We don't want anyone to miss out on the benefits of our delicious and nutritious snacks. These are going fast. Order your very own Sophie's cookies, muffins, and brownies today. 